everyone. Welcome to the Yeah We Know podcast. You're in the room with Jimmy and the Podfather. I'm Jimmy. He's the Podfather. His name is Rod. Rod, we have live audiences coming back to the WWE starting with tonight's SmackDown Live. How pumped are you to see some live audience for the first time, kind of, WrestleMania was in there, since you've been back in the wrestling world? I'm a little bit nervous about it, to tell you the truth, right? I just like, I, I'm going to be mortified if somebody or a storyline that I've liked during my time of being back <laughs> is just going to be shredded by the actual real life wrestling fans. That's, that's, that's my first thought. So you're worried that King Corbin might not be as over as you think he is, right? Yeah, I knew you were going to go to King Corbin on there. <laughs> yeah, that one or like somebody who I don't really like that much is is going to be is going to be well loved by the crowd or my guy Johnny Drip Drip Morrison is going to be just outwardly booed. I'm just I'm just worried about all of these things. The world famous archer Damian Priest comes out and everyone is just ecstatic to see him and you're sitting there saying I don't get it. But okay, I like that. I like. I that. must admit, I did. I did like a little bit of heat that Damian Priest brought to the uh, the U.S. Championship feud between uh, Sheamus and Alberto Carrillo. I liked. Uh, I liked his insertion there a little bit. I thought that might be a good place for him. Umberto Carrillo, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, there excuse you go. me. Yeah, See? yeah. Of course, he's he's a horrible person. But anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Obviously, with Money in the Bank coming up, Money in the Bank is. Basically, your your third, I'd say, third or fourth overall show of the year. It could be a little controversial there, uh, but it's really ex- important because you kind of see where they want to go. Just like last year, where the, you saw exactly where they wanted to go with the Money in the Bank winner uh, in Asuka for the women's. Uh, they had to change things up a little bit because Becky Lynch became pregnant, so they just gave the belt to Asuka. Nice and easy there. And then, of course, what they did with... Um, Otis all year with Money in the Bank, Rod. It, what, didn't they do a great job with Otis and the Money in the Bank winner? I didn't even know Otis had won Money in the Bank, and I've seen him wrestle a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said. Yes, he actually won Money in the Bank and then had to give it up to The Miz, and then The Miz lost it, but then got it back again. A lot of things going on. Bottom line is, you never know with Money in the Bank, and they don't know with Money in the Bank, but we'll get to that in a minute. We've got a big SmackDown show that I want to talk about here because we've got a lot of stuff setting up for the Money in the Bank match and also moving forward in maybe SummerSlam as well. We have Edge and the Mysterios versus Reigns and the Usos is going to be your main event. Do you think the crowd is going to be behind Edge? Do you think they're going to cheer Roman because he's a bad guy now, or are they going to boo him out of the building? That is my number one question. That's that's really, really good because I would like to hope Right, that there's certain WWE fans out there that are going to give Roman the respect he deserves, and I mean this truly, not playing off of his character, but like for holding down a semblance of something to watch during the the rough uh, Thunderdome era of wrestling. So I'd like to think that maybe he'll get a little bit of a cheer at first, but I, I mean, it's got to be Edge, the rated R superstar, right? Like he's got to be the one that gets the pops, right? It would be funny if the fans just cheered Roman Reigns like he's the best ever, but I I think he's going to get I think he's going to get booed. Because Edge has done a great job, as you've said. You've loved the Edge and Roman Reigns uh, program that they're doing right now. Hopefully the fans think that way as well. But one thing I am concerned about, to go back to fans a little bit, remember when the NBA finally got fans back? What happened? There were three or four instances of fans being stupid and going too far. That's a high possibility happening in the WWE, don't you think? 
Well, I mean, no, uh, no shade to our uh, good friends in the Lone Star State, but I think even the fact that we're in Texas might amp that up just a little bit as well for the first show back. I will tell you this, though. Uh, Edge will not be Frank Kaminsky if, uh, if someone does something bad to Roman Reigns. Edge will destroy them. That's one thing that the wrestlers really do. That's hallowed ground, sacred ground, that ring. Don't want anything to happen to anybody. So yeah, if someone goes in there, they're going to get killed. Now, here's my question to you, okay? okay? So I think that the crowd is going to pop for Edge for sure. And sure. I think that that it's a great thing to see the title possibly change hands. But you, you don't see it that way, I'm sure, right? Like, you see it basically there's just no way that they can give Edge the belt because he's not going to be sticking around all the time, right? Well, we'll get into that for sure in our in our predictions. But if the match they're going to is John Cena and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, in Vegas, in front of a sold-out crowd, how is Edge going to be the champion? That's my question. Edge should probably do a very good job in this match. He actually might even should win this match. He'll get job storyline wise, right? but straight, I think he's going to get. Go ahead. I was going to say it'll be jobbed, right? He's not going to straight lose. They're not going to have a WWE Hall of Famer straight lose. He'll get jobbed, right? Like somebody will interfere, right? Every Roman Reigns match has interference, so things will happen. But then the Mysterios will come down and help Edge. There will be a, a little schmaz here and there. He will lose. It won't. It'll be clean, but not, not as as clean as you think you'd want it to be. If you're all right, well, I'm sidetracking us. You wanted to talk sure. about the fans. I, I sidetrack us. We'll get into more because no, I have. I have a, see. I have, a, I have a different thought than you. Of what's going to happen in that Roman Reigns match? So I'll be excited to get into okay. that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Bianca Belair and Carmella. Got to talk about. I kind of wanted to lead the show with this because it's so unfortunate. Bailey, who has developed her character, Rod. If you've seen her. From NXT until now, you would be shocked. Bailey in NXT, when she started off, was kind of a, a, a know-nothing, kind of happy, smiling all the time. And then she improved, improved, improved to have one of the best wrestling matches and women have ever had, period, with Sasha Banks, to becoming a star. Going to WWE, losing her way a little bit because they didn't really buy into it, to then becoming a fantastic heel of the past year where she was in that upper echelon. Injures her knee, training for a comeback on the road. Uh, they made all the WWE superstars go to the Performance Center and train because they were worried they were out of shape, even though they've still been wrestling this whole time. Whatever. She's got an ACL. She's out for a year. So instead of Bianca Belair and Bailey at the pay-per-view, we have Bianca Belair and Carmella, who I don't know if you know this, Rod, is the most beautiful woman in WWE. She takes uh, plenty of opportunities to remind us of that, but uh, it doesn't seem like she can wrestle at all to me. And so I, yeah, I was excited for that Bailey Bianca Belair match, and now I could. I mean, there's just, I mean, this just gonna be a Bianca Belair walkover, I'm sure, right? It needs to be. There's no way Carmella should be coming out uh, on top. And as you know from watching, because am I right? Is you've only seen I think one title change since you started watching in this pandemic era, haven't you? I have. It was the, uh, the the women's Raw. I guess it's just one tag team for the women. Yeah, but the women's tag team champions were uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler when I first jumped back on the train. And then, yeah, I saw uh, the, uh, the the wrestling royalty, as I like to refer to them. You know, the uh, the, the Hart and the uh, Superfly Snooka. What is that? Na- Natalia and Tamina. Uh, excuse me, it's it. Natalia and Tamina. They do not have last names now. They used to, but they don't now, Rod. Yeah, because they're 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 like Madonna now. They're that big. We'll get in that here actually right now because we have somebody somebody else from NXT. We have Tegan Knox from NXT and Shotzi Blackheart from NXT were called up to the main roster. 
Once again pointing out that the WWE really has no direction because Tegan Knox had been out for a long time, came back on NXT in a feud, and then they just brought her up and now her name is only Tegan. And then Shotzi Blackheart had another tag team partner in NXT, Ember Moon. Now it's just Shotzi, no Blackheart, because why would you have a cool name like Shotzi Blackheart in there? Uh, do you care about either Tegan or Shotzi at all at this point? So I, I did not know that they were a call-up from NXT when I saw them. It was yes. on the Raw this Monday, right? Wasn't that their first appearance? Uh, SmackDown. Or SmackDown. See, SmackDown, again, yeah. I still have trouble okay. remembering if it was SmackDown or Raw that I watched, even though I've, SmackDown is the far superior product. But I wondered, <laughs> I wondered if perhaps they were wrestlers that just had had some time off, and I didn't know them, so I was, I was unaware that they had been NXT call-ups. But I'd imagine that's just them being worried about the, the vacuum that is their number one heel, Bailey, being gone, right? I would think that they need to they need to freshen up the women's division. They need to freshen up everything, honestly. If you watch these shows, you have a lot of people wrestling twice. You see the same eight or nine people. How many uh, Umberto Carrillo Sheamus matches have we seen? <laughs> too many. I, too many. Uh, how many uh, John Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip, and Ricochet matches have we seen? Not enough, actually. Exactly. Bring me more of those. Though that was a great. That was one of the better matches I'd seen in Thunderdome. Ricochet is amazing. If they let him be Ricochet. They haven't let him be Ricochet. You've seen it in the past couple weeks. But you say you say this all the time, though. This is this is your this is your Vince thing, right? This is yep. what you and, and your former co-host used to go into all the time, right? You just say Vince just can't see the forest for the trees sometimes, and just gets too much of a clamp on this, and just stifles people's creativity. Exactly, and that's what happens. So you have to be on the opposite side, saying Vince McMahon is a genius all the time. So we well, can of course fight about he's it. a genius. Look at all the money that he's made, right? I mean, I can easily just go there. I mean, the guy just continues to make gobs and gobs and gobs of money. So he must be doing something right. And as much as somebody like you complains about the WWE from time to time, you still watch all the time. So he's doing something right. Fine. And then we have Mandy Rose is now in NXT full-time. So the Tag Team Championship program that they were working is gone now. Uh, but Mandy Rose going back down to NXT. Thoughts on Mandy Rose? Well, I, I, I just I like that you said back down. So that is sort of how I'm supposed to see this, right? It's, it's, it's a bit of a demotion to not be on the big boy show and to go down and work the NXT show then, huh? That is a very loaded question with a lot of different answers. So I will give them all to you now. The WWE sees the... The WWE sees all of them as separate brands, which is not a very good thing because NXT should be a developmental league. We should have the Undisputed Era coming up. We should have Johnny Gargano coming up, Tommaso Ciampa coming up in the WWE SmackDown and Raw. They see it as three different brands. So while they don't really say that it's a demotion, it's a demotion because there are different contracts. We're going to talk about that here in a second too, where the, there's are different contracts. You're paid a certain amount on the on the main roster. You're also paid a separate amount on, on NXT. They also have different no-compete clauses. Um, so, yes, it is kind of a... It's a demotion, but she's going to be able to continue to hone her wrestling skills down there, which she doesn't have time to in a minute 30 match, in a tag team match, where she's only in the ring for you know, 30, 45 seconds. You know what I mean? So it's going to help her. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there's a lot of oxygen taken up right now by, you know, Charlotte Flair, and there's a lot of oxygen being taken up by Bianca, and certainly Bailey was involved in that. And then we just, we have the, which the thing I've complained about before, we have just the ever present, like, eight different tag teams seem to be involved in the women's tag team championship at one time. There's just no way to distinguish between any of them, and it's just a constant morass. So I'm all for it. Now, does this mean that 
they have a plan for, and I, I just said it right there, a plan, of course they don't. But I nope. guess I guess what happens on NXT, at least what you would hope happens on NXT, is you become a bit of a big fish, small pond type idea, right? You go down, you get to be somebody who headlines a couple of NXT matches because you just came from the big roster, and then that starts to help you be able to put in better work. I'm guessing. Correct. That that would be that would be the the thought behind that. Mandy Rose, when she came up, was kind of a can't miss. She didn't have the wrestling skill yet. She had the look. She had the charisma. Uh, they just they haven't used her very well at all for whatever reason. And I'm not sure because Mandy Rose is the type of person that Vince McMahon usually does love to push. Well, I mean, it just it just speaks to the writing. I mean, that's just what you talk about so much is that you just have no idea where they're going and that they don't. And to me, I find that still insane because I would like to think that somewhere behind the scenes, everybody in WWE headquarters is saying to themselves, hey, we're about to go back out on the road. We are going to get savaged if some of this stuff isn't working and the fans don't buy it. And we should really make sure we have all our ducks in our row and our T's crossed right now. And I just don't think they're doing that because Money in the Bank should be all about setting up towards SummerSlam, like you said, which they're trying to make as their second WrestleMania since it's their big return to the road. And all we keep hearing about are guys who actually aren't wrestling right now. It's chaos, Jim. It is a lot of chaos, but one thing that will will be a little chaos in the ring, but I think the fans are going to love it, the final match for the preview of SmackDown. Now, SmackDown previews can change all the time, so just bear with us here if it's not actually happening tonight. But we have a four-way between Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins, uh, participants in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I think the fans are going to go crazy for this match. I think they're going to love this match, and I'm going to say that either Big E or KO wins with probably... If Biggie's winning money in the bank, KO will win this. So if Biggie wins this, he's not winning money in the bank. Ooh, so you're 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 tipping your cards a little bit of who you think might be winning that money in the bank ladder match. I got another mind to win in that uh ladder match for myself, the money in the bank match. So I yeah. I like Seth Rollins here. I just I don't know exactly what they have planned for Seth Rollins, but I think it has to be something. So I think maybe a big pop from the crowd on SmackDown in a in a in a heel way, right? A heel pop. Mm-hmm. I think that must be what they're trying to move Seth Rollins to. So I see him somehow just jobbing everybody because that KO is, he's always going to be a fan favorite. So sure. I think, I think in Big E, everybody loves Big E. So I think Seth Rollins jobbing those two guys somehow just, just amps up the, the pressure on, uh, on his, uh, on his complete heel turn. Cause I think he's going to insert himself in another match. Rod, you're thinking like a McMahon, give him heat, give him heat. Don't send him home happy. Give him heat. Yeah, yeah. Have the bad guys win. <laughs> well, that's all. I mean, that's all I've seen, right? You, you mentioned it earlier. I've that's only all that seen one, one championship turn, and, and most of them are bad guys, right? I mean, Apollo yeah. Crews, he's a heel. Bobby Lashley's playing heel. Roman Reigns, clearly heel. Rhea Ripley, trying to play heel. Yeah, Not sure she's knows? great at it, but she's trying to. So some other news before we get into the Money in the Bank stuff. We have Aleister Black, who was released, and we talked about this on our last episode, released a few days after coming back to the WWE. There was a clerical error, and instead of the typical 90-day no-compete clause that all WWE uh, main roster talent have, he was still on an NXT contract, only had a 30-day no-compete clause, shows up in AEW, gives a black mass or whatever they're going to be able to call it now to Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. Does this give you any more interest in watching an AEW with things like this happening? I mean, I... 
if I'm to believe all of you wrestling elite out there, right, and I'm starting to follow more of them on Twitter, I'm starting to catch up with a couple of other podcasts, like shout out to my guy Dave Shoemaker from The Ringer, ah, the yes. Mass Man Show with Kaz. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been listening to that. And so if you guys are to be believed, AEW is a great product right now, and they just have a bunch of talent that they're not even sure what to do with. So I should probably start to try to watch it because my guy, Gig Warner, one of my old buddies from high sure. school, he is AEW super fan number one. And I have a feeling if I started watching AEW, I could bring him on this podcast. And Jimmy, you want to talk about somebody who could cut a promo that would be legendary on this show for the rest of time? That would be getting gig on this show. Uh, YouTube, the talking dead. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's Warner. correct. People can't get a little preview of him. Uh, we also have some NXT, more NXT news. Samoa Joe obviously is back. We talked about that a little bit, doing a little behind the scenes. Uh, well, he's kind of an enforcer. Um, Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross had a pretty solid match on NXT with Karrion Cross winning, but then Karrion Cross chokes out Samoa Joe, which Rod that means he's probably cleared having a Karrion Cross Samoa Joe match or a Pete Dunne Samoa Joe match coming up soon would be very very nice. Any interest in the Samoa Joe angles? I would be more interested in it if it ends up being an unsanctioned match, right? Like something about that just like seems even cooler to me. So like let's have Samoa Joe and this guy beef so much that the doctors won't even sign off and Samoa Joe still wants to fight him. Let's let's see that. Okay, okay. I like that. Uh, and then some unfortunate news. Uh, Jimmy Uso once again got hit uh, uh, allegedly uh, got a uh, DUI, drunk driving, Um the state of Florida's legal limit is .08. He blew both a .202 and a .205. This is his second uh, DUI in two years. He was on SmackDown three days later. It doesn't look like anything's going to happen. Um, obviously, we wish the best to uh, him figuring this out and his wife um, just making sure that they making sure that they do the best they can. Uh, Naomi had to actually, she had to delete her Twitter account because so many people were, were getting on her. Not really her fault there. Uh, any thoughts on this? And, and should WWE be doing a little bit more or are they just you know concentrating too much on the storyline? But you're basically moved by the mob. So if we start getting a whole lot of people who say to themselves, you know what? I don't know how cool it is that Jimmy Uso showing up on my TV when he has all of these other things he's going to have to deal with behind the scenes. Because I believe that there's just a bit of an extra charge that comes with a blood alcohol level that high. So not only is he going to be dealing with a, a drunk driving charge, but then those also amp up when you're moving on and up the ladder and have more of them. So he's going to have many things that he's going to need to try to deal with. And if the WWE is seen as not A, helping him, or B, not doing enough to let him know that this is behavior that they will not condone moving forward, and then a lot of people get up in arms about it, that's when we'll see something. If it kind of stays as one of these things that only us real hardcore wrestling folks know about and not anybody seems too mad about, then I think exactly what we saw in SmackDown is what will continue. Okay. Let's move on to some more interesting news than that. It could be good, could be bad. High rumors as of this moment when we're recording that Goldberg is going to make return to WWE television in front of the audience Next week, it's I don't believe it's rumored for for SmackDown. Do you care about Goldberg? Does anybody care about Goldberg would be my first thing. I thought he was kind of roundly getting booed most of the time with his, his last return trip to the WWE, was he not? He was. He's lost a few in a row now, which brings up the point. If you're bringing Goldberg back, 
Do you throw him right into the WWE Championship match where he's probably going to lose? Or do you put him on a tier below to kind of just run through a couple of people a la a, oh, what's a former King's name? Uh, Baron Corbin, if you will. Sign me up for that. Anything for my guy, Corbin, because he's having a rough go of it, right? His car got repoed. He lost the crown to Shinsuke. <laughs> I mean, it's a rough go for my guy, Baron, right now. Like, he's basically just openly weeping on a, on a wrestling show, which is just a great look. You know things are going great for your character when they decide to write a storyline where you're basically just openly weeping about how terrible your life is. So, clearly, when you laughed about me when I said Corbin was a guy that they should push because I just thought he had the the raw tools, right? If we're just mm-hmm. looking at this like a, a draft, Nick, right? We've got the NBA draft just around the corner. Everything always revolves around the NBA with me, Jimmy. You know this. Sure. Oh, yeah. If we're just talking about tools, I think Corbin has them. But clearly, as you've said, too many past storylines hurt him. So, no, I just – I who knows? Who knows? That's my answer. Who knows anymore? I know what I really want to happen, but what actually will happen is a whole nother thing. And Corbin is another person, If to go back to our NXT comment, if he goes down to NXT and he could be in main events down there. All right, Jimmy, I just I just had it while I was while we were going back and forth here, what they should do with Goldberg. Goldberg's gimmick used to be that he was sort of a Superman. He was undefeated. I know he suffered some losses, but let's play off of that old Goldberg as Superman and have him tangle with the Swiss Superman, Cesaro, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because Cesaro's actually a good wrestler, so I think he could cover up some of Goldberg's warts and maybe give a couple of good entertaining matches. What do you think of that? How long is an entertaining match in your mind? Well, yeah, no, I know Goldberg's not going to be able to go for you know these fifteen twenty minute matches that Cesaro can pull off. But I mean, they could do a they could do an entertaining seven, couldn't they? Yeah, seven seven was was what I was thinking as well. They could. That's not a bad idea to have him go that, and then maybe even it depends on how many matches he signed for, though. That's the thing because Goldberg's under contract, but he could be under contract for four matches or four appearances. So you really can't build up a winning streak if he's going to do four matches. If you do Cesaro. That's nice for a SmackDown or Raw in front of people. But Goldberg's going to boot out of the building if it's Cesaro. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I think that's. But I think if you are trying to give some heat Cesaro's way, which I think they clearly still are, right, based off of the bump that he got at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. another good way to do it is a good victory for him over Goldberg. Well, that's up to the fans. The fans really have to push for Cesaro because McMahon obviously has no clue uh, or doesn't have any interest at all in, in promoting and pushing him. So we'll see what happens with Goldberg moving forward. Uh, we also have uh, a couple Brock Lesnar sightings. Do you like the new dude that Brock Lesnar had? If he comes back, he's got to keep that hair. I agree. <laughs> I don't want him back because uh, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of the Brock Lesnar experience because I also wonder what he does without Paul Heyman because I don't mm-hmm. want to see Paul Heyman taken away from the head of the table, Universal Champion. Roman, I'm acknowledging you as I always do every podcast. Yep. If... You bring Lesnar back, and he beats Reigns for the title. Reigns is your number one babyface going forward. That would be a reason if you yeah, want to turn him babyface. But do you, I mean, do you think the fans will buy him babyface? They hated him. I think they hate Lesnar and the fact that Lesnar comes in every six months more than they would hate Reigns. I think that would be the only. That's the rationale I can see saying, "Hey, you know what? If we come in and Lesnar beats Reigns." They're going to cheer for Reigns now, and we'll finally get him where we want it, and then Reigns can beat him at WrestleMania in front of 300,000 people. 
All right. See, I like that. If they have any kind of planning like that moving forward, then I'm fine with it along those lines for Brock Lesnar to come back. Then. We've but also I done Lesnar the... reigns a lot. Well, <laughs> We've been knowing be... it reigns a lot and it hadn't worked in the past. However, you know, you never know. I like that you brought up Lesnar, though, here, because I think his name and I think another name that's been getting thrown around a little bit kind of loom large over Money in the Bank, which I know we're going to talk about here in just sure. a minute or two. And that'd be John Cena, Jim, right? There's yes. Some, there's, some, there's some word out there in the in the ether that John Cena may be uh, ready for a comeback. Heck, John Cena himself has said he basically knows he's coming back. He just doesn't know when. Reigns and Cena at SummerSlam with Reigns going over. And then they, they want Reigns and Rock at Mania. But does The Rock want any part of still wrestling in the WWE? I think The Rock want would do it for Reigns. That's true. There's the familial ties yeah. there. But again, Rod, who have we talked about for the past five minutes or so? Goldberg, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and The Rock. What do they all have in common? They are not currently wrestling, and they are not currently scheduled to appear at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that is happening Sunday. Exactly. I will tell you who is going to appear on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and that is your Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ and Almost versus the Viking Raiders Experience. Who you got, AJ and Almost, Viking Raiders? I'm going heel on this. I'm going AJ and Almost because I'm totally all 100% in on the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. I love it. I, I love what AJ Styles does. I love his wrestling, and I may or may not be caping for the Vanimal here, Jimmy, because that's his favorite wrestler. I want AJ. I want you to experience the AJ Styles champion. I want you to experience the AJ Styles singles, not the tag team with 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 Almost. I want AJ Styles to be AJ Styles. Uh, I think they're going to win too, though. Viking uh, Viking Raiders should probably get a championship uh, very soon, but they still have the the almost an AJ, and we don't really know where they're going with that long term because they don't. So I can see I can see them winning that. Well, sure. and you're also teaching me that a lot of what the WWE does as well is if you don't need a belt, they're not going to give you one. And the Viking Raiders get plenty of heat without being champions right now. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty popular, and in front of a in front of a crowd, they will. They're also really good as well. I just uh, we, now, moving forward here, sure, Jim. I want to sure. ask you: How much do we need to factor that in? How much do you think WWE creative is being swayed by what they think can and can't get a crowd pop since they haven't had any in so long? I don't think they care too much about it as long as they have an idea. <laughs> uh, sometimes they will go back and forth when a crowd uh, responses. Tamina got a great response at WrestleMania. She's gotten a lot more push this year than she has in the past. I think there'll be a lot of knee-jerk reactions. In this match, for example, AJ Styles is going to get cheered tremendously. Almost, I think people are going to be pretty apathetic to him. They should be. We have, yeah, they should, because he's not ready yet. He's somebody else who should be in NXT, but when the ratings are down, when fan interest isn't in there, Vince always goes to big guys. That's what he does. That's what he will always do. It's an easy storyline to tell, for sure. I mean, just all you got to do is pan the camera to him, and you already see where the storyline's going, so I get that. But, yeah, just, he's not the guy. And like you said, let, let AJ Styles shine, man. That's a great theme song, too. I want to hear more of that. Exactly. Uh, Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte for the 37th time in the past month and a half, who do you have, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte? Are we going to finally get a definitive winner here? 
Yes, and I think it's going to be Charlotte Flair. I think okay. it's I, I think it's time. I don't think they want to roll through the summer with an inexperienced champ like Rhea Ripley. I think they want the heat that can be brought Charlotte Flair's way, and then how she can then help them, you know, queen. I guess because this is the women's division. Anybody else that they want by then being in a feud with her. So I think we're going to see Charlotte take it back. I think Rhea Ripley is going to retain here. I think Charlotte has done a very good job coming back, but it's time to end this. And if Charlotte beats Rhea Ripley, there's going to be another match. And I don't want to see another match. Do I actually think that Rhea Ripley is going to win? I don't know, but my heart says, please pick Rhea Ripley because I don't want to see any more of these matches. They're fine together. Let's just see something a little different. Yeah, I just, I'm just a little worried about... Rhea, who I think has all of the, we were talking before about for a draft next. She's got all the tools, clearly. She's got a good look. I mean, because it's all, you can see it right there, even behind all the dark and the spikes that they have her in right now. When they switch her up the other way to have her go a little more babyface, she can be plenty attractive. She seems to be a good wrestler, all the above, but her mic skills just aren't there right now. And so I just worry about her being forced to cut a bunch of promos as champion in front of live audiences. I can also see Charlotte winning this, and then whenever they decide to do the draft, having Rhea drafted to another brand or Charlotte drafted to the other brand too so they don't have to be with each other anymore. That's something else that you can look at. Well, I'm excited for this draft whenever it happens. I think it's October now. It's weird because they usually – see, here's the thing, Rod. The easy time to do the draft is after WrestleMania. Not the Raw after WrestleMania because that's still a, a big event. But do it that next month after WrestleMania. Do it in May. So you have June, July, August, September, October, and then in November you have brands that have been solidified for a few months fighting at Survivor Series. This way, if you do the draft in October, you have three or four weeks, and then you're doing the the huge brand thing at, at Survivor Series. Doesn't make a lot of sense in my mind. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm all for draft too. I just don't understand why Vince McMahon hasn't blown this out even more. You know what I mean? And look at look at the way the draft. They, they televise the baseball draft now. For goodness gracious sakes, let's blow this thing out, Vince. Make it a bigger deal. You're telling me a shortstop in Tupelo is going to get more ratings than Roman Reigns being drafted to NXT or something like that? Would be ridiculous. Of course, that would be fantastic. Seth Rollins running out from behind the stage, pissed off that he got drafted seventh. That's yeah. TV. Yeah, going after people. I love it. The WWE Championship, which I think will start off the show. We have the New Day starting off the show. Uh, Lashley coming out. Huge heat. It's Kofi. It's Lashley. It's also pretty historic. Two African-American men wrestling for the championship on a WWE pay-per-view has never happened before. I don't even know if it's ever happened to African-American men, period, uh, uh, fighting for the championship. Lashley and Kofi, I I, I have a feeling you're gonna you're gonna do something. You're gonna Ryan Rosillo this on me somehow. Talk to me. I just think there's a lot going on here, right? I just mm-hmm. think there's a lot going on here. We had the the first semblance in the crack of the hurt business, which they barely call themselves anymore. But we had the, the MVP Lashley feud, right? We had Lashley lose to Xavier Woods, which you think to yourself, oh, then there's absolutely no way he's going to lose to Kofi now if he just got rolled up by Xavier Woods in that match on Raw. 
But then when he comes back out with the, and he's so angry and he's throwing stuff around the stage, you're like, okay, this is the Bobby Lashley that just rips and tears through people. But I am on the mind of I think they're worried about crowd pops. I really do. I think the last thing Vince wants is for storylines that he's hot on to blow up in his face and the crowd react badly to. So I think he's going to lean back to the old faithful, the new day. You said it yourself. They're opening the show with them for a reason. I think there's a really, really, really good chance Kofi Kingston wins this match. Well, you're going to put your money where your mouth is? I don't know yet. I wanted you to talk me through it a little bit. What do you think is going to happen? And then I'll tell you my ultimate prediction. I believe that there is as much chance of me walking out with the championship as Kofi, which means go bet on Kofi because he's going to win. I'm never right on anything. Uh, they're going Lashley uh, for a big match at, at SummerSlam. And whether that is, you know, if they try to get Brock Lesnar in, um, we'll see. But I, I really think that they want Lashley to continue to this dominant streak. Having Kofi win here does not set you up for, in their mind, the big marquee matches at SummerSlam. Now, could Kofi win and then lose the next night on Raw? Yes, but does that do anything except give the crowd a big pop? That diminishes Kofi more. That also diminishes Lashley a little bit. Let me ask you this. Let me push back in two ways here. Let me ask you the same question about Brock Lesnar that you asked me about Goldberg. Does Brock have to come back and immediately be in the title run? Or can him and Bobby Lashley have a feud that doesn't involve a belt because Lashley is clearly a good foil for Lesnar because of the character he plays and the fact that he is an absolute brick shithouse as well? I think that they could, but having... Lashley as champion defeat Brock Lesnar if that's what they would do would be would cement his legacy even more when Lashley came back a couple years ago now he did nothing they ruined him and then they started having him win and win and win they gave him a mouthpiece they gave him a great group they took the group away but he still has the mouthpiece they gave him some women, but they didn't want to have the women travel with him and pay for their travel, so they kicked the women out. I think they're going to have Lashley destroy Kofi Kingston. I think you're probably right. Let me ask you this. The other way I want to push back slightly. So do you, the Money in the Bank ladder match is clearly going to happen after this match based on your prediction. But if Big E walks away with the briefcase, does that change your thoughts any? Well, it depends. So they go back and forth every year. Is Big E, can Big E cash in on the Raw Championship or does it have to be on the SmackDown Championship? That rule changes. It's changed a lot. You, It could be, at one time, you could cash in anybody. You know, NXT. I thought I've heard him say some language around that this year again, that you can cash it in for any belt. I thought I've heard them say that. And they, they may have. Um, because what if Kofi's champ and Big E then has to cash in against his old New Day buddy? That's some heat, isn't it? That would be epic heat. In fact, if this match, if, if Big E wins and this match hasn't happened yet, I could see that. I could see them giving the belt to Kofi. And then after this battle with Lashley, Big E comes out and wins. That would be, oh, that would be big. 
But see, you uh, said it yourself. You said it yourself that Vince, instead of letting the crowd walk away, right? So let's, let's so let me take my my hypothesis even further based on the information you just gave me. What is Vince gonna like more than pissing the first crowd off that he's got for a pay per view, other than breaking up their precious new day? That would be incredible. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I still think Lashley's gonna win. But if you're gonna, if you want to really piss people off uh, and and get a, a a huge heel in Big E. Moving over to Raw then, because he's the champion. But then you have a heel Big E and a heel Lashley that have to have some kind of fight. And then you have Kofi in there. Can they can they hold off the Big E Kofi till Mania? And what does uh, Xavier Woods do? There's a lot of stuff you could do with that. I that's think Lashley fights MVP. That's what that's okay. what you do with Lashley for a little while while you're still trying to figure out how to bring Brock Lesnar back. And then, like I said, that's clearly his. Or you can have, and then if Big E comes to Raw, guess what? You can bring Drew McIntyre back in because then we're not sick of seeing Drew McIntyre Lashley matches. We could see him battle with Big E. So we have we have the one thing with that. I'll push back on that. Is Lashley right now is it a nine? If Roman Reigns is a ten, Roman Reigns is higher than a ten. But anyway, if if we're doing that, if Roman Reigns is a ten, Lashley is a nine. If he loses the belt and is feuding with MVP, that nine, that main eventer goes from there to like a six or a five because the the MVP Lashley for one match would be okay, but it doesn't do anything moving forward unless you go full-blown babyface with Lashley. But then Lashley doesn't have anyone to talk for him, and Lashley can't talk. Yeah, but yeah, and there's no way Lashley can go babyface. So you're right. So you talked me, you talked me off of that one there. But it's just, it's just, it's just something I thought about, right? I just, I just, Kofi winning the belt to me doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility because I think he's proven over the last couple of weeks that he just, he's just consistent. He's just a solid hand. The guy can work a good promo. The guy can work a good match. He's solid. If Kofi wins and he loses right away, he has to win the belt back from Big E. Do you do I'm that all for that SummerSlam? Too. But then do you then but here's the thing though. And I love that we're having this just open dialogue here because this is what you really need to think about long term booking. Does Kofi beating Big E in one month? What does that do to Big E? Oh, you've been a one month champion. Yeah. Ask Dolph Ziggler how that goes. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You know? That's a very good point there. That's a very good point there. I like I just, where you're just, going. I just I'm I'm j I guess I'm just trying to convince myself of a way that a belt changes hands. And I did I say that really Charlotte's that. gonna win it and I just want to see a belt change hands, but there's no there's absolutely no way I think that Edge is gonna beat Roman Reigns and we'll talk about that when we get to that match. So this was the one I kinda landed on being like maybe we could see the belts change hands here, but you're right, it's gonna be Lashley and it's gonna be a walkover. Okay, so bet on Kofi because he will win now. Uh you've already kind of tipped your hand. I agree with you. Roman Reigns is ending this this the night as the the champion, as a universal champion. He is the head of the table. He will win this match. I think this is going to be a grueling match. I believe there's going to be a lot of outside interference between both the Usos and the Mysterios. And uh, I have another. I was going to just ask you the question. Is anyone else going to come out? Yes. Okay. I think Seth Rollins comes out. And costs Edge the championship? Yes. Setting up a match at SummerSlam. Correct. 
Because I think you, we've just talked about everything else that we've just talked about lines up Roman Reigns fighting with a lot of other people not named Edge and not named Seth Rollins, right? But mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is, he's hot, man. He's heat. He's good. He's clearly good. And Edge is a Hall of Famer. So those two guys, they can fight each other. They've got history. Edge gets screwed out of the belt again, then keeps him waiting on the on-deck circle, and you can bust him up against whoever Roman again if need be, right? I just think there's a lot of ways to go there, and I think Seth Rollins... I, th- I think Seth Rollins interferes in that match. So you have Rollins edge then at SummerSlam, and then maybe Rollins starts because this whole the thing with Cesaro's got to end. That's another reason I'm doing this. The <laughs> exactly. thing with Cesaro has to end. Can Rollins be flipped to being a babyface anytime? Okay, I love Seth Rollins. He's another one. He's another one of my favorites. I I, I think Seth Rollins is is a master at what he does. I think that match goes on last. Um. I think that match probably goes on last. I think it definitely has to because I think the 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 pop, like I swear I could feel a pop watching SmackDown, even on tape, in my basement when Edge hit that first time, right? That first time that Edge came back and rushed down to the ring to beat the heck out of Roman Reigns. Like yep. I could feel a pop just watching that. So I could only imagine what the pop is going to be for Edge bringing it to Roman Reigns. Okay, so we talked about the Universal, uh, the WWE Championship probably going on first. Sometimes they do like to go with one of the money in the banks because having two money in the bank matches with eight competitors each that are both going to be your 30 to 35 minute long matches can be draining on a crowd. I cannot see in any world them putting the women's money in the bank match first because of the women involved are not your A-list, if you will, in-ring great storyline overall fan favorite women. Whereas the men's money in the bank is littered with stars. And if it goes on first, that then brings into the, oh, is the winner going to cash in for this? Is the winner going to cash in for that? Which has happened before, correct? It has. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the men's money in the bank match first. Because if you want that crowd, the first match they see, got to be a big one. If you want Kofi to win the championship, that'd be big. But this money in the bank would be big too. Thoughts on that? I love it. I love it. I'd bring out Drew McIntyre, right? I think he's going to get a big pop. I think fans are going to be ready to give him all types of appreciation for the way that he carried himself through the the Thunderdome era. So I think there's going to be a big pop for Drew McIntyre. There's going to be a big pop for KO. There's going to be a big pop for Shinsuke because this is going to be the first They're time they're going to react to Rick Boogs. They're going to sing his song. When Shinsuke Nakamura debuted in NXT... The crowd gave him a standing ovation for his entrance. And then he was really popular. They started singing a song, you know, the humming to it. I think that's going to be a big one, too. I, I agree. I agree. Um, My name is Rick Boo. I'm, I'm <laughs> you ready love for him. that, Jim. You I'm ready him. for that. So we're going to do something a little different here. We're going to do a quick draft. Okay. okay. I love it. We love um, drafting things here at the morning. We love drafting things here. We're going to do a draft. Very simple rules. Rod, you go first. I go second. Rod, we're just gonna go. We're we're just gonna go. You're third. I'm fourth. We're not gonna do snake. We're just gonna. We're just that gonna that makes sense. So, so you've got you've got a good shot here. Um, we're gonna pick who we think will win. Now, this is not our favorite wrestler because I would pick KO. Um, we're gonna say who is gonna win. So, Rod, on your list of people for the men's Money in the Bank, who do you think is gonna win? Who is your number one pick for Money in the Bank? Jimmy, I'm so excited you gave me the first pick that's very gracious of you i 
am going to take a ride on my scooter. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm going to have my flip-flops on, what? and I'm going to go with my guy, Riddle, will be your Money in the Bank champion. He's got so much heat right now. Riddle is absolutely winning this thing, Jim. As much as we talked about the Big E thing, which I think can be great, Riddle is going to win this, and he's my number one pick. Oh, I kind of love it. I'm sorry. That's really a good pick because, again, but we're talking storylines here. We're talking long term. We right? got the Viper in the wings, Jimmy. We got the Viper in the wings. Who's better to work any kind of storyline angle we want than a veteran like Randy Orton himself? Especially if he costs Riddle an opportunity at winning a championship. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Or do we have Randy Orton versus Lashley at SummerSlam? Or at the Royal Rumble, Ooh. where then Randy Orton wins the championship, and Matt Riddle is standing next to him as RK Bro with the briefcase. Something to think about. That is a very good pick. Um, I gotta order my T-shirt. By the way, I still keep putting this off. I've gotta order my RK Bro T-shirt. All right, I am gonna go. I'm going to give you two really good picks. I really think Drew McIntyre could win. I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre. No way. That's a that's a weak pick. I wasn't even planning on drafting him, Jimmy. I love me some Drew McIntyre, but he does not need the briefcase under any circumstances. Which is why I'm picking him. Yeah, you're probably right. Because if he win, if he if he wins the briefcase, he can't he can't go against Lashley. So that's a whole thing that they can bring up, and Lashley and, and MVP can can just go after him. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could happen with that. All right, so that's my that's my pick. Rod, you you're up for your your second pick here, third pick overall. Well, I was going to say, well, I mean, you're just you're sort of again, you're being so gracious to me here, but we talked I know, about I'm it giving you this draft. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go with Big E then as my as my second pick. I mean, I still yeah. think there's a lot of storylines and universes that can that could spark off of that. Big E is charismatic. Big E's a pretty good wrestler. I think there's something cool about seeing the big man up at the top of the ladder as well. So, give me Big E. Okay. I'm going to then take Seth Rollins at four because I think Seth Rollins. Damn it. I was hoping you weren't going to do that. Yeah, I had to actually pick somebody I thought was going to win on this one. Uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, he's done it before where he's he's cashed in uh, in a Roman Reigns match. So Wait, I real think, quick. I, yeah. This is one of my questions. I heard that he has one of the most legendary cash-ins ever at a WrestleMania. What happened? It was a one-on-one -on -one match between Lesnar and Reigns, and then all of a sudden... I can't remember how long through, but his music hits. Crowd goes nuts. He runs down, cashes in, makes it a three-way, and then wins the title. Wow. So he so he didn't just cash in after it was over. He no, it was during the match. Up, huh? During the match. Yes, yes. It was pretty Wow. Cool. Look at yeah. See, that's what I mean. My man Seth Rollins. All right, there we go, Jeff. All right, Thank fifth you. pick overall. You got Rod. You got Riddle and Biggie. Your squad is solid for winners. I got McIntyre and Rollins. Yeah, you're uh, you're you're lacking there. So, uh, so for the uh, for the listeners that are a little less inclined, give me who's still on the oh, board. Oh, yeah, that is that is a valid point, Rod. I appreciate that. See, I'm learning from the the host with the most here on the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network and Balls and Brew. Uh, we have Ricochet, Morrison, Kevin Owens, and Shinsuke Nakamura left. Ooh, okay, all right. I kn I know somebody I want to pick, but I know you're not going to pick them, so I'm going to save them for my last pick. And so then, <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> So then, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gracious to you and okay. give you your guy, okay. and I'm gonna take Shinsuke here because of my love for Rick Boogs. Okay. Which, by the way, I'm ready for. I'm ready for the Boogs turns on Nakamura as well, and like just give him some insane 
heel love for a little bit. It's not a, a long-term storyline, but the minute that Boogs does just kick Nakamura in the face, that'll give him some insane heel energy for a little while. Uh, there's uh, These last four, I don't really think there's a huge chance. Uh, Kevin Owens is my next pick. Uh, he's my boy. He's my favorite. He took some time off about a day and a half, and then he's yeah, back. I was going to say. Um, but uh, he could. That match with him and Sami Zayn, though, was incredible. They are terrific. He's a terrific wrestler. Uh, there's no way that he needs this, uh, the the briefcase, uh, for anything. He could be thrown in the main event in any show, any day, and he'll be fine. But I'm going to go with KO. Uh, so with your seventh pick, is it getting a little moist in here, Rod? Is a little You're Damn right it's getting moist in here, man. I'm going to take my guy, John Morrison, the drip, drip king himself, who's been in some insane matches with Ricochet. He's going to do some insane Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys kind of stuff, right? He's going to take, he's probably going to take the biggest fall of anybody in the match, and there's no way he wins, but I love John Morrison, so give me Johnny Drip Drip as my final pick. Ricochet has gotten a, a couple of uh, big matches with uh, Johnny Drip Drip. Love it. And just you, you see what can happen if you say, hey, Go have a good match. They have a great match. A fantastic match that people would love. That match in front of a crowd would have been epic. Still was great. Ricochet has just gotten a little bit more push here. He's going to do a couple of amazing things. Probably off the tallest ladder you've ever seen. He ain't winning, but I will take him. So your squad right now is Riddle, Big E, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Johnny Drip Drip. That's love it. Good. Shout out to the Vanimal, who's also a big Shinsuke fan. Uh, McIntyre, KO, Seth Rollins, and Ricochet. I think I got one shot, honestly. Well, no, I actually I have two. I mean, I McIntyre could easily win. And yeah, that's see, I think the, we each got two shots. I think yeah. we really each have two shots. Because yeah. when you get down to it, there's no way Shinsuke's winning and there's no way Drip Drip's winning. So Correct. it's either Big E or Riddle winning or it's McIntyre or Rollins. All right, the women's match has is, is been kind of changed a lot because of the Bailey injury, but... We have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and Tamina, who are the tag team champions, by the way. Wow. Are they, are um, they related to former wrestler Glory anyway or anything like that, Jim? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure if they have. I don't know. What are their last names? I think it's some heart, maybe, right, in Snuka. I, I just I think they've mentioned that a time or two. Uh, anyway. Uh so, again, Rod, I am going to be a gracious host, and I'm going to give you the first pick here. I'll start here then. Clearly, the princess of tomorrow, right? You know, Asuka, right? I mean, she's been a former women's champ. She's a hell of a wrestler. I mean, clearly, you got to put her up in the top of contenders, right? You would think, but does that do much? She won last year. She had a very good run, very good run uh, in the pandemic era, but they haven't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is there any chance, Rod, that we see a Becky Lynch somehow get her way into this match? I see. I was wondering about that, or maybe even a maybe even a Sasha Banks, right? I just wondered if either one of them were maybe going to somehow uh, on this SmackDown that's going to happen this evening after everybody listens to this episode. I just wondered if maybe we were going to get a surprise there. Does Liv Morgan get screwed out again by Sonya Deville? That's true. I did hear that those two uh, were were a bit of a of a, a good rivalry until uh, Sonya had to be uh, medically taken out. Who and I'm I'm starting to like Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce a little bit more. I kind of slandered them a few podcasts back. I'm start. I still am all for give me a McMahon, but I I kind of like Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville a little more. Not bad, not bad. But also we talked about the draft coming up, and I was listening to uh, the Wrestling Observer. Yes, yes, Brett, I know. Um, but Brian Alvarez made a very good point. They're the GMs of both shows, so. Why do they care 
they're drafting people to the same show. So it's not oh, like yeah. they're yeah, so there's something to think about there. Um all right, let's do this draft here. Who are you picking first, Rod? All right, I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna take Oscar. I'm gonna take Oscar first. Okay, okay. I think that is a that may be a fan, the fan favorite thing that happens. I could see that happening for sure. I'm going to go on the opposite end of that. I'm going to go on what the fans I think would hate with a passion. And yeah, I popped my pee there, editor. Don't worry, uh, Jim Jamriska there. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Nice. I knew you might do that. I should have taken her first. I think I like her work recently. I really do. And I hope all the the camera time they gave her pays off into something. She is terrific in her role. I just don't like the writing in the role. But she says she's having fun. And honestly, as she, if you can have fun at work, as you and I both know, yeah, you win. Okay, so good for you, Alexa. And the storyline that you can do with her having the briefcase is big. They can't do a lot of the things they have been doing in the Thunderdome. Uh, with the uh, you know the disappearing and the spells and things like that, but they they could have some some pretty good um, pretty good vignettes with the with the briefcase. All right, Rod, who's your third pick here? This you know is what? Tough. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my uh, with my namesake here, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna act as if the Morgan you know means something, and I'm gonna go with Liv. All right, I could see that. Having the briefcase and then having Sonya try to... She's get... kind of the indie darling a little bit too, right? Like she's somebody that's respected on the indie circuit coming up through NXT and all that, correct? Um, Not on the level as as others have been, but she's a hard worker. I mean, she has a, a she had a decent character. It's kind of, kind of gone back and forth here and there. They got rid of her other two uh, Riot Squad members. So, yeah, I think people, people think that she's fine. I don't know if you want that to be uh, someone winning the, the money in the bank. Well, but um, I'm just I'm I'm overall yawning a little bit on the competitors in this match, which you clearly talked about a little bit when we talked about where it might go in the card. I agree because I don't see. I mean, Naomi been there, done that. Nikki Cross is a superhero now, almost a superhero. Kind of. Uh, Zelina Vega is back, but again, Zelina's a great manager. She's not a great wrestler. That's why I'm picking Zelina Vega. Wow! Look at that! Look at that! All right, you know where I'm going for my next pick then? Okay. Give me Tamina. Okay. Okay. I think that the, I think that we could easily cuz we have so many other women that we keep talking about, there could easily be a way that those two strike off. We try to make one of them more of a solo outfit and then we have a bunch of other women who can fight for the tag championship. I could see Natalia winning this and cashing in uh, kind of a uh you know, a gift, to, not a gift. She's earned everything she's gotten. Please don't take that wrong. But a, hey, guess what? You've been here since day one, even before day one, really. You're going to get this and you're going to you're going to win the title. So I could I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Natalia next. All right. Nice. Nice. All right. So then I guess I. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take somebody who I have a lot of respect for someone who just fully commits and absolutely knows how to play their role and play it well. And that's Nikki Ash. Nick, Nikki Cross, almost yep. a superhero. Give me her. She, she she's doing it really really well right now. She just she's a ball of energy, and you, it's impossible to hate her when she hits the ring. I have done this imp- impression multiple times on the show because I just loved it when Becky Lynch was in the ring on SmackDown. Nikki Cross comes out, 
making her debut with, with Sanity, which was a great idea that they never did anything with. She runs to the ring and says, I'll play with you, Becky. Eh? Oh, it's fantastic. Just the way her eyes were just on fire and the, yep. the accent. and uh, They could have done a lot with her, and they really haven't. So, yeah, Nikki, great ups to her. And, hey, you know, if I'm getting Naomi, former champion, um, she's done this before. I'm I'm very happy with Naomi at eight. So uh, my squad is Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Zelina Vega, and Natalia. You've got Tamina, Liv Morgan, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. Not too shabby there. No, sir. wait a minute. Both of us. How can we can't both have Alexa Bliss? No, I See, said uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Asuka, uh, Nikki, Liv, and Tamina. Sorry about correct. that. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. 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 So See? that is our huge preview of Money in the Bank. It's I'm excited. I know you're pumped. I'm, I'm I'm really excited. I uh, I now uh, Mondays is my new day off. Uh, shout out to the United States Postal Service for taking Saturdays from me and giving me Monday. But because of that, yeah, I will be able to stay up a little later that evening and and watch the pay per view on Sunday. So I'm oh. excited and I totally fully believe this is my parting shot, Jim. My okay. parting shot. Okay. I totally fully believe someone who we have spoken about this evening will surprisingly show up at SmackDown. Be the, or not SmackDown, but at the Money in the Bank. And maybe the SmackDown I was going to say, it could be SmackDown, too. You could be listening yeah. to this right before or right as Becky Lynch comes up. So yeah. Bingo. I'm saying that's Becky Lynch, that's Sasha, that's Brock, that's Cena. You're not going to just talk about all, all the people. Not The Rock. <laughs> we talked about him as well. He's not going to show up. But I think any one of those other four absolutely could. Uh, I wonder how Pat McAfee's going to do with people actually sitting behind him because he likes to get up on the table and watch and, and do a lot of things. That'll be kind of fun uh, to see what happens on Well, he's going to get there. cheered, though, is he not? I mean, oh, he's yeah. going to get a pop. He's over big time right now, is big he not? Time, big time over. He did a great job in NXT. Uh, he has been welcomed into the, the family. I mean, people aren't talking about how bad he is, which means he's doing a great job. Yeah, they're so. also not necessarily talking about how bad Jimmy Smith is doing, which means he's doing a good job as well. Uh, correct, correct. So uh, it's been a fun ride in the pandemic, Rod. Now we have people back. We're excited. <sighs> Speaking about excited, we've got some balls and brew coming up. We've got a Morgan You Know coming up. NBA Finals. Rod, we're going to a game, uh, game five, correct? That's the. I'm also excited for that. The game five is on Saturday night, and it doesn't go on Sunday night, which the NBA normally does. So I can be all wrestling all Sunday. But yeah, game five will be quite pivotal. And yeah, there's a very good chance that we'll be talking NBA finals here real soon. And Jimmy, I have the next Morgan You Know episode figured out. I'm very excited. Are you going to let us know? Or are you going to give us a hint? Or are you just going to say nothing? <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you one hint. All right. Okay. And that hint is CD book. CD book. That's right. So you have to be of a certain age to even know what I'm talking about, but it will all make sense when the episode drops. Okay. That will do it for the Yeah We Know podcast on the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and the Podfather. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Rod, and I'm a variant of Rod in honor of Loki, the Podfather, <laughs> signing off. <laughs>